One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. This is episode 22, and today on the show, I have Laura Kleiss. Laura is the founder and CEO of The Intentionalist, the online guide to intentional spending that supports small businesses and diverse local communities. Before she started The Intentionalist, she worked in sustainability, corporate responsibility, supplier diversity, and more. In this episode, we talked about spending like it matters and what that means, the story of how the intentionalist came to be and how it serves small businesses, how small businesses like you and I can encourage our customers to prioritize shopping small, how small businesses can participate in intentional spending through the suppliers and vendors that we choose, our manufacturing partners, etc., why it's so important to highlight and center businesses run by people with marginalized identities, and how listeners can support The Intentionalist. And a sneak peek, but she'll share an easy way you can jump in and help via social media today. Laura is such a champion for small businesses, and I'm so excited to bring this conversation to you. Here it is. Okay, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited to join you. I would love if we could start by you just giving a quick introduction to yourself and um, tell us about The Intentionalist. With pleasure. So my name is Laura Kleiss. My pronouns are she, her. And Intentionalist is an online resource that makes it easy for all of us to make a difference through everyday decisions about where we eat drink and shop in support of small businesses and diverse local communities. Love it. So I actually don't even know if I know this. Can you tell me like this, the genesis of the intentionalist? Like what were you doing before? How did it come about? So I would say that, that there are kind of two origin stories The instigating event takes us back all the way to 2013 when I was visiting a friend from business school in Southeast Asia. Actually, it was her wedding. And at the time, I was leading corporate social responsibility uh, for a French multinational corporation. And so responsible business was top of mind. And as I was preparing for that trip, what I really wanted to do was be intentional about the money that I spent in an effort to support the local economy and connect with real people. Mm -hmm. 
And the short of it is that I found out that while that was a great intention, it was much easier said than done. And so I came back from that trip thinking it shouldn't be that hard to make a difference through the money that we spend. So then if you fast forward a few years to the last presidential election, I would say that was the more recent instigating event, in part because after the election, what I heard from my community was a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. around what is the world going to look like? People were fearful. People were angry. People were anxious. And as people talked about what they wanted to do as a result of how they were feeling, folks wanted to donate more to nonprofits. Some people got involved in public policy and civic engagement, uh, but there weren't as many people talking about the impact of the money we spend. And mm-hmm. you and I are both in the in the Seattle area, and our city is one of many that has experienced a lot of growth over the past couple of decades. And while that growth has been really exciting and transformational in many ways, there has also been this tension around the impact on local brick and mortar businesses. And then beyond that, communities of color, um, in different neighborhoods throughout the greater Seattle area. And so as you kind of combine all of those things, the driving idea behind Intentionalist is that where we spend our money matters. And that as consumers, we can both support and sustain brick and mortar small businesses with an emphasis on those owned by folks from diverse backgrounds as a way of both being connected to our communities and as an act of economic allyship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love your tagline spend like it matters. Um, Because it does. It actually does. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, it's so straightforward in some ways, but I, we don't think about the fact that like businesses only exist as long as we buy from them. And, you know, it's sort of like when you think I don't know, your vote doesn't count or you're just like one little purchase doesn't count. Like actually that's all that counts is a lot of those little things. So um, I'm totally about your mission and excited to talk with you. So obviously this podcast is for small business owners who want to, in one way or another, or many ways, do good with their small businesses. How can we as small business owners encourage our customers to shop small? I think that where we start is with who we are and why we started our business We live at a time when we're increasingly accustomed to and expect information at our fingertips. And yet so much of that information is focused on 
what's for sale and how fast or how cheaply I can get it as a consumer. And I mm-hmm. think that to cut through a culture of transactional convenience, we need to offer customers something more. And I think that small businesses are positioned to most authentically own their story and use it as a way of connecting with customers so that a purchase that I make isn't just about what I've bought, Mm -hmm. but it's an expression of support for the small business that I've patronized. So the human element, like the understanding the the people behind the business is paramount. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, it's been interesting to see how behavior has shifted even over the course of the past few months uh, with both the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, with the rise in activism and protest around racial justice, because I think that the confluence of both of those things has on the one hand, you know, from a crisis point of view, reminded many of us what really matters Mm -hmm. and what really matters are people and our connection and relationship with people and the communities where we live and work. And so as small businesses, we know that relationships matter. We know that relationships make a difference and we are uniquely positioned to cultivate those meaningful relationships in a way that leaves our customers feeling like they've done more than just purchase a thing. Right. Which they have with small businesses. (laughs) Exactly. Because small business, I mean, from an intentionalist point of view, so often we reiterate the, the fact that small business owners and small businesses are so much more than the products and services for sale. Small business owners mm-hmm. are leaders in our community. Small business owners contribute to the culture of a neighborhood. Small business owners are contributing to fundraisers and our schools. And I mean, there are just so many jobs. ways, jobs, of course, yeah. that small business owners make our communities better. And I think that sometimes in the rush to convenient transaction, consumers forget about that. Mm -hmm. And yet it's something that as a consumer, I want to be reminded of because our communities are the sum of all of our contributions. Mm -hmm. I love that. What ideas do you have? So, so first we, we've sort of talked a little bit about how we can encourage people to shop with us, like shop small. And that's to kind of s- center the, the humanity and the stories and the people behind the business. How can small businesses support other small businesses? Like 
Um, one thing I think we don't often think about is, you know, for me, I'm a, I have a stationary company. Like, where am I buying my paper? Who's printing my cards? Where am I buying my, um, you know, card sleeves and packaging materials? What ideas do you have for small businesses on how we can continue to be part of this movement toward shopping small? So you are exactly on point when you highlight Again, first of all, the the opportunity and the benefit of making making it personal, right? Small business owners owning their individual story and bringing that personal human element. And then secondly, something that we've observed that absolutely is the case and I think starts to get to the why and the follow-on impact of shopping small is, as you were saying, the reality that where we spend our money, whether as consumers or small business owners, contributes to and shapes the world around us. And if we want to be in a world where small businesses thrive, then we're a part of that equation. And Mm -hmm. As you were as you were articulating, it really starts with looking at where we as small business owners spend our money. Intentionalist has been collaborating on a project that needed some printed materials. And instead of just looking at what the most convenient choice was, we did our best to walk the talk and we identified a local black owned printer that we could Mm -hmm. give our business to and then amplify through the work that we're doing. And so it's really about looking across the different expenses that we have and then asking ourselves as small business owners, where is there an opportunity to be intentional about who I'm supporting through my printing needs, through artwork for a creative endeavor, through the office supplies that I purchase, et cetera. Yeah. And back to the conversation around the human element of everything and how you're right. Like I've never felt more community in my life than when I joined like the small business community of Seattle. I feel like there's so much solidarity and like, it's such a unique experience to be a small business owner that it really does bring people together. So I'm just kind of riffing right now. I'm just brainstorming, like how can we, create community around like kind of partnering with each other on, you know, if I need a printer, like aside from like a Google search, like, you know, is there a way that should I be going to my local chamber of commerce? I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. I think that when it comes to business to business collaboration, there isn't a single source because we definitely see partnership around different food pop-ups. We see partnership in terms of showcasing local makers. We see collaboration on services like printing or accounting. And so it really runs the gamut of different Mm -hmm. types of businesses because owning and operating a business 
requires us to spend money in a variety of different ways. And so certainly there are opportunities uh, to look at resources from local chambers uh, for a variety of brick and mortar businesses. Of course, there's intentionalist. And then beyond that, I think that being in conversation with one another as small businesses and as we discover new suppliers or providers, amplifying what they do and who they are is also a great way just to feed that network effect. Mm -hmm. And and I I would add in addition to that, I would add that as we as small business owners are sourcing from and supporting other small businesses, incorporate that into the story that you tell about the guiding principles for your business. Share that with your customers so that they understand that not only does an actual person do a happy dance when they make a purchase, Mm -hmm. but there's a carryover effect. There's a ripple effect of positive impact when Mm -hmm. we all support small businesses together. Right. Yeah. Like if you buy from a ice cream shop, let's say that buys from local farmers, like your one purchase is trickling down to so many other small businesses, hopefully, if if that's exactly how they're doing their supplies. Yeah. Um, Well, that kind of feeds directly into another question I had, which is we're talking about ways we can support small businesses through our businesses. The first thing we talked about was buying. And then you just sort of mentioned amplifying, but what are some other ways that we can, without spending any money, show up for our local small businesses and help support them? So I think that all of us, at one point or another as small business owners have been on the receiving end of a referral. Mm-hmm. And we know how powerful reference can be. So why not be that powerful force for the other small businesses that you know? I right. guess it, it, it kind of falls under marketing, but I think that It's a little bit different because when I let you know that United Printing did a phenomenal job on the glossy postcards that I just purchased, Mm -hmm. that additional endorsement hopefully means something because we know each other and because there's trust between us. I think that's the power of choosing to carve out time to refer the businesses that you know and that are a part of your network to other folks who might also benefit from their services. Right. And I'm just even thinking like something I always mean to do, but I never, well, not never, but rarely actually do is like go and write Yelp reviews or Google reviews or Facebook reviews for... Even my friends' businesses, like my friends who have shops, but beyond that, like other shops in my community that I love and patronize and, you know, definitely want to keep there. Like, it's such an easy thing to do. And yeah, <laughs> why, why am I not doing it? I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm writing it down. 
Well, I think that if we can move toward a culture of referral and recommendation, mm-hmm. that that feeds into this broader shift toward a small business community that looks after and takes care of its members. And I think that ultimately that's what we want and we want to grow that community. Uh, Intentionalist is in the midst right now of working to add a recommendation feature on our platform. Awesome. And it's going to be a recommendation, not a review platform with the idea that we want to be the place where trusted community members come together to recommend and amplify the businesses that they love. That's awesome. So it's not a place to go when you get your pizza delivered and it has the wrong toppings (laughs) and like, you know, go destroy someone's reputation for that. I think that there are other platforms for those of us that want to unleash our inner food critic. (laughs) The community that we're looking to build is one where we build each other up. Right. So let's talk a little bit about for any users, any users, any listeners who have not used the intentionalist before. What kind of use cases like as a person or a business would Like, how would I use that? So I think there are a few use cases, right? The first I would say is pre-COVID or hopefully not too terribly long in the future, we decide that we want to meet up either for a cup of coffee or for an ice cream cone or for a happy hour. And we pick a neighborhood, we have a date on our calendar and we recognize it as an opportunity either to try a new local business or let's say we want to support an LGBTQ owned or black owned or Latinx owned or veteran owned, you know, bar, restaurant, cafe. Intentionalist would be a great resource as we're planning in advance. Uh, you can go to intentionalist.com, you can search by category. You can search by neighborhood. You can filter by the type of community that you want to support, women-owned, native-owned, veteran-owned, et cetera. And then our directory will provide you with a list of options that you can then explore and get to know a little bit about the, the people and stories behind the business. In addition to that, We also have become a resource for folks that would like to gift like it matters. So let's say you have a friend uh, who is moving from Bellevue to Ballard and you want to give them a housewarming gift. Or let's say you have a friend who just defended their dissertation and you'd like to help them celebrate through our gift card and gift certificate platform. You can send an intentional electronic gift 
to your friend or to a family member or to a colleague in a way that supports diverse local businesses. I guess the, the third use case that I would share is in addition to serving as a directory guide and gifting platform, we also believe in the power of story. And so if you go to our blog, you can read and learn a little bit more through some of our in-depth content that allows readers to more deeply connect with the people and stories behind the businesses on the platform. With the gift card functionality, is that that if I were to buy a gift card for a friend who, as you suggested, moved to a new neighborhood, that they could then use it like as a form of payment at some of the different neighborhood restaurants and establishments? So we are definitely moving toward that. So our electronic gift card, the, the idea is one electronic gift card, multiple intentional possibilities. So mm. instead of just getting me a gift card to Hood Famous Cafe and Bar, when you gift me an intentionalist gift card, if I'm in the ID, I can go to Hood Famous Cafe and Bar. Or if I'm in the Central District, I could go to Raised Donuts or Cortona Cafe or Central Cafe and Juice Bar. Or if I'm in Ballard, I could go to Pink Bee Curry and Sandwiches. Or if I'm in Greenwood, I could go to Makeda and Mingus. So we're definitely still in the process of building out the network of participating small businesses. Mm-hmm. But the idea is certainly that with a single intentionalist electronic gift card, you can use it in person at a variety of businesses that are a part of our network. Now, in addition to that, you can also use it as a form of payment in our online gift certificate marketplace, where we're selling actual gift certificates to about 50 different diverse local businesses throughout the greater Mm. Seattle area. Awesome. So you've mentioned a few times supporting diverse communities. Why is it important that we support and highlight and center businesses run by people with marginalized identities? Honestly, I think it starts with taking a moment to think about the kind of communities that we want to be a part of, the kind of city that we want to live in. Mm -hmm. We know that we want to be a part of communities and part of a city and part of a country and part of a world where small businesses thrive. And many of us also would like for that city, for those communities to reflect the cultural, ethnic, and experiential diversity that makes our society interesting and dynamic and inspiring. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would start, right? Which is that the money that we spend is an opportunity to contribute to the, the cultural, ethnic, racial, experiential diversity that 
makes our communities vibrant and diverse. In addition to that, though, we also know that there's a lot of inequity here in Seattle, here in America and around the world. And even when we look at some of the more recent data about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, not just on small businesses, but on businesses owned by people of color, the data is pretty sobering. When you look at the decrease in the number of Latinx owned businesses, when you look at the disproportionate impact on black owned businesses, we know that businesses owned by folks from historically marginalized communities face additional challenges even prior to the events of this year. Right. And when you layer on all of the additional challenges of navigating the pandemic, it hasn't impacted all businesses equally. And I think that if and as we value diverse communities, if and as we all decide that we want to contribute to a more inclusive and equitable society, again, where we spend our money matters. So well said. What is something that we can ask people to do right now, like right when they finish this episode to support the intentionalist and to support small business? So a really easy thing to do today. It's Latinx Heritage Month, which is a great opportunity to elevate and celebrate Latinx owned businesses throughout our communities. Of course, it's a great thing to do year round, but I think that in the spirit of incorporating support for small business into our Latinx Heritage Month celebrations, Intentionalist has created a really fun engagement. Uh, We have punny tendencies. And so (laughs) if you go to our website, you'll see that you can create a Latinx Heritage Month Intentionalist. Mm-hmm. which is so a, <laughs> a great way to amplify 10 of your favorite Latinx owned businesses through social media. And so you enter in the names of businesses that you love. Our site will generate a shareable social graphic and it's a really easy, fun way to shout out Latinx owned businesses in your community, Latinx owned businesses that you love without even spending any money. Um, Certainly, we encourage you to spend like it matters. Take a look at the Latinx owned businesses on Intentionalist. Add any of your favorites that are missing, uh, but definitely create and share a Latinx Heritage Month Intentionalist with folks you know. Love that. I will definitely be doing that. And I will include a link in the show notes to the link to create your own. I mean, I think that so many of us amidst the challenges and the mayhem of 2020 
are looking for simple things that we can do that make a difference. Mm -hmm. And whether wearing our consumer hats, wearing our small business hats, it's, I think, inspiring and empowering to realize, remember that we can make a difference through the money that we're already spending just by being more intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that point that it's not like this doesn't have to be this whole extra budget line item. Like it's just can be a matter of redirecting some of what you're already spending. That's a really good point. And it adds up, right? The average American spends $13,500 on food and apparel and personal care every year. Mm -hmm. Right? That's money that's already being spent. And so Intentionalist is excited about how we can collectively harness the money we're already spending in support of the small businesses in our communities. Yeah. So let's talk about listeners who are super excited about the intentionalist and what you do. What are some ways we can help kind of further your work and like help support the intentionalist? We've talked about, um, you know, having people participate in the intentional list for Latinx Heritage Month. What are some other things that people can directly support and, you know, help spread the word about the intentionalist or what, what would be most helpful from your standpoint? At the end of the day, Intentionalist is a community-driven movement. And so (laughs) that means that we move closer to our goal of shifting consumer culture from one that prioritizes convenient transaction to one that instead celebrates connection and community. We do that together. Mm -hmm. And what that means in terms of how folks can support that vision is by actively engaging with Intentionalists through our website and through social media, helping us to grow the network of brick and mortar small businesses that are on our site. Anyone can go to Intentionalist.com and suggest their favorite brick-and-mortar places to eat, drink, shop, work out, get their car fixed, and more. And then as you experience the excitement of intentional spending and connecting with and getting to know and supporting and championing small business owners... Share that with your network and encourage them to do the same. So good. Yeah. And just one thing I would say, too, is like any small business owner who's ever made a sale (laughs) knows how exciting that is and what a difference every single purchase makes. And I think if we could channel like keep that so close to mind as we spend either for our business or personally that like we have the ability with every dollar we spend to make someone else 
like a make their day, but b like support their livelihood, support their community, um, you know, help put food on the table and get people jobs. Like every, I mean, I'm totally repeating this, like summarizing this whole conversation, but I think just keeping it really top of mind, like what it feels like to be on the receiving end of having support for your small business is like, that's really inspiring to me to know that, you know, it's actually not that hard for me to give people that feeling. It's so true, right? Each of us has the the power and maybe even the, the responsibility to make someone's day today. Mm-hmm. And you can do it whether you spend $5, $500 or no money at all. So powerful. All right. Well, I feel like I could just keep you on the line forever, but I want to respect your time and I will transition now to some of the wrapping up questions. The first one is what is one business you admire? My first response to that is that I have the privilege of knowing literally thousands of businesses and business owners so mm. it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. But one business that I admire here in Seattle is Freelard Tamales. And I admire them because they are unapologetic about who they are and what they stand for. They are a family-owned, Mexican-owned, LGBTQ-owned tamale business. They are passionate about taking care of their team. They are outspoken on the issues that matter matter to them, whether it's with regard to immigration or racial justice or LGBTQ equality. And they proactively seek, embrace every opportunity to use the platform that they have, which is their walk-up storefront near Green Lake and their tamale delivery business to benefit other local businesses. And whether that's the... Hmong family-owned flower farms. You can pick up flowers at their storefront, whether it's incorporating the opportunity to buy products from fellow businesses as part of your tamale delivery. Most recently, they have been looking at how they can support uh, folks that are involved in fighting the fires, in Washington state during the earliest days of the pandemic, they were offering free meals to frontline healthcare workers. As the economic impact unfolded, they let the community know that anybody who was in need of a hot meal could stop by at any time. I mean, they really epitomize what I think small businesses are all about. 
Well, I'm definitely going to link to them and encourage everyone listening to go follow them and check them out. Okay. Well, sugar on top. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, the second question is what is a book you would recommend to re- related to our conversation? So I would point to two. Um, One is we talked a little bit about the importance of why and Start With Why is a great book by Simon Sinek. We've also talked about racial justice and the book I would point to is So You Want to Talk About Race by Ajoma Aluo. Perfect. Laura, tell us where people can find you, find The Intentionalist, keep up to date on everything you're doing. Absolutely. So Intentionalist is at www.intentionalist.com. We are on Instagram at Intentionalist with an underscore. Same handle for Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. And then if you have a specific question for me, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Laura Kleiss. Laura, I am so inspired by all of your work and by everything The Intentionalist is doing. And you just are so tireless in this effort to make the world better through stronger small businesses and Obviously, we're all about that. I'm all about that. So thank you so much for sharing some of that today on the podcast. It was really great to have you. Well, the the truth of it is that I'm able to do what I do because I'm inspired by small business owners like you. Oh, my goodness. How good was that? I hope that you are sufficiently convinced that shopping small and supporting businesses run by people with marginalized identities is an incredibly powerful thing you can do to create the world you want to live in. Remember, Laura shared how to create an intentionalist with some of your favorite Latinx-owned businesses. Go check out mine and my stories and create your own. The link to where to do that is in the show notes. I know Laura and I would both love to connect with you on Instagram. You can connect with Laura and the intentionalist at intentionalist underscore. That's I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-L-I-S-T underscore. And me at Making Good Podcasts. You can start using the intentionalist today at intentionalist.com. All of the links and resources we discussed can be found on the show notes page at makinggoodpodcast.com slash two two. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you so much for tuning in. Talk to you next time.